Handing out grades for the Denver Broncos defense for the first half of the season, which position grades graded out higher, and where is there room for improvement down the second half stretch of the Broncos schedule? Sarah Bedger, myself, we break all that down on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode of Locked On Broncos. We're going through defensive grades here on today's episode of the show. Locked On Broncos is your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Locked On NFL Network, your team every day from the South Stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, joined alongside by co-host Sarah Bettinger. Both of us cover the Denver Broncos for the Locked On NFL Network and Nine News. Sarah, how are you doing today, my friend? Doing great, Cody. Doing awesome. It's it's perfect weather outside. I love fall weather, man. This is the best. So if the Broncos aren't going to be playing, at least we have you know nice, cool air outside. We got basketball going on. I know we got a big matchup on Friday between both of our teams. So things are still good, even when the Broncos are on the bye. Well, if you're a Broncos fan, you love the Denver Nuggets, check out Lockdown Nuggets here on the Lockdown NBA Network. And if you're a Bulls fan like Sarah, check out the Lockdown Bulls podcast as well. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Thank you for making it your first listen of the day. Every single day, you can get this podcast free and available everywhere you get your podcast. Not to mention, you can watch us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button, turn on notifications so you never miss out on all the news, action, coverage, and analysis of all things orange and blue. But Sarah, my friend, yesterday we did offensive grades position by position for the Broncos. Broncos offense, a lot of good feedback, I think, from Broncos country. And I think that the majority consensus said that our grades were fair for the most part. And that's what we always kind of hope to be, right? And I know that the Broncos sitting at 5-5, five and five, the way that they lost against Philadelphia has left a sour taste in Broncos fans' mouths, rightfully so. It doesn't give them much reason to be optimistic for the rest of the season. But, look, looking at the defensive side of the ball today, I think that there's various position groups that have overcome some things, that have played relatively well, but I think the theme for this team on both sides, offense and defense, has really been consistency. And I think that's a fair point there. So we're going to start things off here with one of my favorite position groups here. It's the secondary, Sarah. Starting things off here with the cornerback position for the Denver Broncos, Sarah, I'm going to give them a B plus. I think that the reason why I've been very pleased with Patrick Sertan, who rose up very quickly. They played him in the nickel and the dime spot against the New York Giants. And I think we all realize like, hey, he can probably do everything, but you want to put him on the outside. He's going to be a stud there, and he has been. He's been nothing short of special for the Broncos. I think that the injuries early on and some of the struggles that Kyle Fuller had on the outside, I think that's impacted the grade a little bit. Obviously, losing Bryce Callahan for a little bit of time, that has impacted the grade a little bit as well. But for the most part, I think the Broncos get a B-plus grade, and I think that when they play to the scheme strengths, they play the way that they played against the Dallas Cowboys, and I've been very impressed. I, I go back and I watch the film, and I always look at cornerbacks first. I'm going to give them a B plus. What are your thoughts on the Broncos' secondary unit at corner for the first half of the season? Well, Cody, I, first of all, I think your grade is really fair. B plus is a really good grade, and, and I think that you know all things considered, like you mentioned, the Broncos having to deal with the loss of Bryce Callahan, the inconsistency of Kyle Fuller I personally have them at a B and I think that with Pat Sertan you know playing at an A level I wanted I wanted I like to just that. say A plus right there but obviously he hasn't been absolutely perfect but agree with you completely Pat Sertan has been as advertised as a rookie I think he's been the best corner on the team I think pretty much everybody would agree with that Bryce Callahan was also really really good before he got injured but I think those injuries kind of factor into the way the whole unit has played as a whole Kyle Fuller I feel like has has brought this grade 
substantially down. The injury to Ronald Darby early on brings it down a little bit further. So I'm going with a B. I think that might be a, a little bit harsh considering injuries have to be factored in. But but at the same time, you know, I, I don't think that Fuller obviously has played up to his, I, I don't want to say potential, but his billing really as a former all-pro cornerback playing in the Vic Fangio defense again where he thrived in the past. And then Ronald Darby, a $30 million free agent acquisition. He's also been out of position a couple of times this year. Although, as you've pointed out, Cody, upon film study, he's played pretty darn well. So yeah. I, I would say for from what I expected from Darby, I would give him closer to a B grade. Kyle Fuller giving, giving him closer to maybe a D, bordering on the F, I'm sure, for some people who are listening to this podcast right now. So hit us with your Kyle Fuller grades. But then for Bryce Callahan, I, I'm going with a B just because you got to stay on the field to get it, that A grade, in my opinion. And Pat Sertan leads the way in that regard. Yeah, no, I agree with you completely. I think that's a good observation, too. And I in, I agree with your take on Kyle Fuller. A lot of people will give him a lower grade just because he has made some uh, plays that haven't been so good, right? But I think he's also made some good plays as well to help kind of balance that a little bit to maybe an average part. Let's get to the safety position here. Sarah, look, I'm going to be upfront and honest. I gave the safety group between Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons, and even mixing in Caden Stern as kind of that dimebacker a little bit. I've given them an A grade so far. The success of the Broncos defense really often goes to those guys on the back end they make the guys job in the front side in terms of the secondary a lot easier I mean we talk about how defense meshes together really that back end unit he and Kareem Jackson have been playing at such an elite level this season Sarah which we've talked about maybe the Broncos look at extending a guy like Kareem Jackson because you don't have to rush Caden Stearns to be the guy yet you can allow him to continue to develop and play that role but as long as Kareem Jackson's playing an elite level Justin Simmons playing at a very good level as well I, these guys get an A grade in my opinion, and I know there's going to be some people that disagree. There's some people out there that for some reason think that Justin Simmons isn't a great football player, but like I said, I don't think they they watch the film or they watch the game, but I don't know sometimes if, the, if a lot of these people that are critics of him in the big open way that they are actually understand what they are looking at or know what his assignment is. So uh, A grade on me on, on them. They've been probably the most fantastic unit on the defense to watch. I've really loved watching them alongside with Patrick Sertan. 100%. I agree with your A grade completely, Cody. That's what I'm going with. I'm going with an A, bordering on an A+. I think that Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson are two of the best cover safeties in the league. But not only that, those guys play the run as well as anybody in the NFL. We see that too high safety look and how those guys rotate. And they can both intermingle. I think for, for a period of time there, we were trying to think about who could be that Kareem Jackson replacement for the Denver Broncos. But really, Justin Simmons does a lot of the same things. He's just so good at playing that deep free safety role that people forget that when Justin Simmons rolls into the box, man, he does just as good of a job playing the run as Kareem Jackson does. Case in point, look at that Dallas Cowboys game, that first fourth down conversion. And Simmons has a play like that against the run almost every single week. It might not be on fourth and one, but it's going to be a key play that, that he delivers at, at any given time. And, and Caden Stearns, I don't know if you'd be able to find a Broncos player on the team that's been as effective per snap as Caden Stearns. Of course, he has a, a way lower snap count compared to a lot of other guys. But man, when he's on the field and he's blitzing or he's playing in coverage, he's doing his job extremely well. And I think what we saw from him at Texas, he's really bounced back to that 2018 form where everybody kind of saw a potential first round pick. I remember it was just over a year and a half ago, Cody, making some way too early 2021 mock drafts. Caden Stearns was hopping into the first round of a lot of those. Yeah. So, so, and I won't forget that kind of stuff because that I've, I'm part of that. I'm in that. So, 
definitely he's been a steal for the Broncos. And I think as a safety unit overall, he's brought the level of that that unit up. And I can't wait to see, guys. I can't wait to see Jamar Johnson get a chance to play at some point as well. So, But for now, an A bordering on A-plus grade for the safety group, in my opinion. Boom! I like it. You know what else I like, Sarah? I like the Get Upside app because I never have to pay full price at the gas pump. And they're the sponsor of today's episode, Locked On Broncos. And ladies and gentlemen, like I said, with the rise of gas prices consistently throughout our country, Get Upside allows you to make money back every single time that you fill up your gas tank. And you can make up to 25 cents per gallon cash back every single time that you fill up by using the Get Upside app, which is available and free to download in the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. And if you drive as much as me, you can make up to maybe 200 to $300 a month in cash back alone. And if you use promo code TOUCHDOWN today on your first tank fill up, ladies and gentlemen, with the Get Upside app, they're going to give you an additional 25 cents per gallon cash back today. That is 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill up with the Get Upside app. So check it out today. They make it really easy for you to cash out as well. You can connect your bank account, PayPal. You can connect to Amazon to get gift cards or other brands. They make it easy. They make it fun. And you never have to pay full price at the gas pump ever again with the Get Upside app. Open up the second half action. Today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Just a reminder, Broncos country, thank you so much for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. Tuning in to Bolser and myself to talk about the Denver Broncos, who the good, the bad, the wins, the losses, and everything in between. We have you covered all year long for the team that you root for on Sunday. Sarah, going through our Broncos defensive grades here for the first half of the season. We talked about the secondary. Now we talk about linebackers. We're talking about the inside guys. We're talking about the outside guys. I'm trying to figure out where I want to start here. Do I want to start off on a positive note? Do I want to start mm-hmm. off on kind of a, a negative note here? Not necessarily negative in a sense of being overly critical, but I just think that the position, what's happened to him, has been very impactful of the Broncos season. So we're going to start off with inside linebacker, Sarah. I gave this unit here a C grade, and I think a lot of it is just because everything, the injuries that the inside backer position had been plagued with has really been out of the Broncos' control. And I think that when they had Alexander Johnson and Josie Jewell both healthy, the defense was playing really well. Now, you lose those guys. Obviously, we saw the byproduct of what that looked like for the Broncos, not having those guys there for a couple of weeks. That unit had struggled, but I think we've seen with Baron Browning and Kenny Young, those guys picking things up, and obviously the injury to Baron Browning against the Eagles was a big blow, I think, to the Broncos' defensive game plan. We haven't quite seen what this unit can do yet. So for me, I, I don't think I can give them a high grade. I could give players like Kenny Young so far and what we've seen for Barrett Browning. I'm excited about them, but we don't have enough data yet to really give this position unit a definitive grade. So I'm going to give them a C grade here just because it's been impacted by so many variables outside of the Broncos' control. Now, if you play Madden, Sarah, I know you don't play Madden. I know you don't like that game. But for those that play Madden, when you look at the depth chart, you look at the roster, they actually give you grades based on position. I think that right now where the Broncos would be at if I pulled it up mad they would be a C at inside linebacker because of the injuries alone uh, and I think that the Broncos have a chance to improve on this in the second half of the season I think that's really well said Cody and I think that C grade is very fair I personally had it as a C minus just from from the perspective of kind of all encompassing I think a lot of times like when I'm grading things I'm thinking strictly the players and how the players have performed but I want to bring this grade down from your C to a C minus because I feel like Vic Fangio and George Payton kind of have collectively maybe dropped the ball a little bit in this regard. I don't know necessarily about the timing of things with the Baron Browning, the move to get him into the lineup. I know he's kind of been struggling with injuries throughout the year, but man, the when the injuries started to pile up, the Josie Jewell injury happens, you insert Justin Sternot into the lineup. I get that. 
after a few games of Justin Cernod not really playing well, you bring Avery Williamson onto the practice squad and then let him leave when you need him the most. You know, that Cleveland game could have been won were it not for the inside linebacker play. The Broncos were forced to play Barrington Wade and Curtis Robinson. So I'm bringing this grade all the way down from what I feel. I, I was going to say C-plus based on just how the players have adapted and responded as you've kind of shuffled guys in. I think Josie Jewell played really well prior to injury. Alexander Johnson had a couple really good games prior to injury. Kenny Young has played well. Baron Browning has played well. The players deserve a better grade. But for me, Cody, the coaching, and and I don't know if you lump George Payton into this. Maybe you do. But if it's all on Vic Fangio of who gets to decide who gets to be on the roster and, and whether or not a player like Avery Williamson should stay or should go, to me, that was a difference maker in a game that you could have easily won. And I, I say easily because you're playing against basically the Browns B team on Thursday night football. And you didn't give yourself an opportunity to really have high level linebacker play when you actually had a guy on the team that could have helped you. So I'm going C minus. And I think that that's raised up by the fact that the team, uh, the players have done a good job when called upon. I, I think that's fair play too. I think all those things that you mentioned, definitely consideration that Cleveland Browns game. I mean, I think everybody at the linebacker position got a below a D grade just because it was just awful. Missed tackles, not filling gaps, not getting off blocks. That's definitely been an area too. And I know that coach Reggie Herring's kind of had his work cut out for him. Losing a couple of your top guys. You have to really rely on a lot of young guys, maybe when they're not ready. Maybe Justin Sternato is not fully ready for the role of taking on as a starter, right? I always thought he was going to be a role player, but as we've seen, things have changed. And I even think you can give some consideration to Caden Stearns here because he does play the line, the dimebacker, linebacker position there, and he's done fantastic in limited sample size. I know we talked about him with the secondary, so I think that's a fair grade. And Broncos country, let us know what your grade is for the inside linebacker position so far through the first half of the season. But let's get the outside linebacker, edge rusher. Now, I think the Broncos, they got off to a pretty good start. Von Miller got off to a hot start to start the season. Obviously, he's no longer on the team. Kind of bittersweet watching him in a Rams uniform. He made his debut where he won Super Bowl 50. Unfortunately, the outcome for this game for him and the Rams was not kind of similar to that. I mean, they just absolutely got to take into him in that game here. But I do want to pinpoint, I think that guys like Jonathan Cooper have really elevated where this positional unit can go. And what's even more astonishing is that everyone's going to talk about the fact that he's a seventh round draft pick and how he plays, not saying he's Von Miller's replacement, but man, I tell you what, George Payton's got a good one here with him. And he was the one player against the Philadelphia Eagles, Sarah, that really stood out to me, consistently keeping contained and making plays on the outside. Jonathan Cooper has been nothing short of fantastic here for the Broncos. Uh, but I will say here, it, my overall grade, I'm going to give them a B grade here for the Broncos. And, and the reason I say that, when you factor in Vaughn leaving everything else through the first half of the season, the outside backer position has been pretty decent. We talk about pass rush and, and pressure and quarterback hits. That's gotten there for the Broncos. We're not seeing a lot of that come home yet. Um, I'm going to give them a B grade, but I still think that there's guys like Malik Reed, I think who could play better in certain situations. I think there's a couple of times he's lost contained, but for the most part, I've been, I've been impressed with Malik Reed as well. There's just a couple of times where the Broncos edge guys have lost contained. I think a B grade at this point is about the best grade I can give them. I agree with you. I, I was going to say B as well, Cody, for me. And that's even with all these shuffling moving parts. I think Jonathan Cooper brings that grade way up. The fact that he's played so well coming in in relief of whether it's Bradley Chubb or Von Miller or Malik Reed, even who missed a game 
with injury. I think that he's done a tremendous, tremendous job stepping in and outplaying his draft status. He looks like somebody that, you know, let's let's cross our fingers on this one, knock on wood, whatever you do. That Let's hope, hope that he's somebody that the Broncos can continue to build around moving forward. Maybe Jonathan Cooper saves you a first-round pick at the edge position. Maybe he doesn't. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, we'll see when Bradley Chubb comes back how he looks and, and how that changes things. But, man, the injury to Bradley Chubb obviously impacts the grade for this overall unit. We we really, and I, I think this is the first time I'm saying this out loud. I know you've said it before, Cody, but, man, we never really got to see Bradley Chubb and Von Miller together in the Vic Fangio Ooh, defense, which was the number one thing everyone was looking forward to when, when Fangio was hired. That was the number one thing, and we saw it for roughly three and a half games before Chubb got the injury. So, man, rest in peace to those hopes and dreams there. But I think Von Miller played exceptionally well, even without Bradley Chubb on the field. And that has to be factored in. Of course, he's still not on the team, but up to this point, that factors into the great. I feel like Steven Weatherly ha- has done a really tremendous job in limited time with the Denver Broncos. He's shown some explosiveness. I felt like against Philadelphia, they gave way too many snaps to the injured Malik Reed and way too few snaps to the healthy Steven Weatherly, who was looking explosive and, yeah. and really affecting things off the edge whether he was getting to the quarterback via sack or hit or not, he was impacting things. So I think in the second half of the season, get Weatherly more snaps until Chubb comes back. Even when Chubb comes back, keep him on a rotation with all those guys out there. And and I think a, a B is a very fair grade for that group. Well, we even talked about it as well. The Broncos, after they traded Von Miller, they need to utilize that by-committee approach, right? You can't just roll with one guy and one guy. You have to rotate a couple of guys in. I think that's the best strength for the Broncos have. As you mentioned, Stephen Weatherly. I'm very impressed by him against the Dallas Cowboys. I was impressed with him against the Washington football team. Jonathan Cooper has been fantastic since being inserted into the starting lineup. And you have Malik Reed, obviously, as you mentioned, missed the Dallas game due to a hip injury, wasn't 110% healthy going into that Eagles game. And you have some other guys, too, Aaron Patrick, who got some reps on the special team side for the Broncos in that game you want to see a little bit more there but it's got to be a by committee approach and who knows we may still be a couple weeks two to three maybe even four weeks away from Bradley Chubb even returning to the lineup here for the Broncos and look if that's the case he's gonna have to have a really good end to the season and he's gonna have to have a good season next season I think for the organization to really ponder whether or not they're gonna bring him back which I, I mean at this point I think it's just all speculation on our half we have no idea where things are gonna go with the Broncos there's gonna be a lot of changes Broncos country after this season you can guarantee that it's not going to be filled with lack of headlines. There's going to be a ton of headline stuff, a ton of drama. Sarah and I are going to have you covered every single day. But ladies and gentlemen, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to get to our final position group here of the day on our Broncos first half defensive grades. We're going to talk about the interior defensive lineman. But before we do that, let me tell you about BetOnline.ag, the other sponsor of today's episode of the show. They have a brand new website that's better than ever before with a new updated interface that makes it easier for users to find the latest odds, props, and contest information at BetOnline.ag. They remain the number one spot, the number source for all things pro basketball and pro football. They also have connections to all the other sports that you love every single day or even on the weekend. So you can head to the website right now or use your mobile device to sign up at betonline.ag. And when you sign up for the first time ever, if it's your first time signing up, use promo code LOCKDOWN. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with betonline.ag. Once again, promo code LOCKDOWN gets you that today. From basketball, football, baseball, UFC, and MMA action right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to head over to betonline.ag to see all the amazing offers they have for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline, where the game starts. 
All right, Sarah, jumping into the fourth quarter action. Today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, ladies and gentlemen. Just a reminder, you can get this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app. Not to mention, you can watch us on YouTube. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, turn on notifications, so you never miss out on a day's worth of Denver Broncos news, content, and coverage. You can also follow us on social media. You can interact with us there, or even in the comment section here on YouTube. But Sarah, continuing on here, let's talk about the interior defensive line here for the Broncos. Uh, this might be the one position group. Uh, we had the inside linebackers. I gave them a C grade. The next lowest grade I think that I've given out is probably on the interior defensive line. And I think it may be skewed a little bit, right? Because I think that when we look at the Broncos in the first half of the season, some of the areas where they've struggled against the run, it's been inconsistent, right? And I think guys like Draymond Jones, I would give Draymond Jones consistently probably an A grade. If you watch him, if you go back and watch him on tape, he's been a standout. But I think that the Broncos have struggled with consistency with Shelby Harris, with Mike Purcell at times, Deshaun Williams, whoever else has been giving a Shamar Stephan. There's been times where inconsistent consistency has been a little bit of an issue now I think still even though the Shelby's had some inconsistent games Shelby's still been one of the best defensive linemen for the Broncos I mean we talk about needing a game-breaking pass breakup I mean he's been able to do that multiple times this year he's been able to pressure and get to the quarterback he's had a couple times he's had a quarterback wrapped up but they've scrambled out that happened against Jalen Hurts that happened against Dak Prescott Uh, I've been impressed with Shelby but I still think that there's this consistency element that is missing I think from the Broncos interior defensive line so they get a C plus in my opinion for this grade I think that's fair, Cody. I was going to say C. I think you're right. Draymond Jones has been the stud on this defensive line. Shelby Harris, you know, he signs the big the big money contract in free agency to come back. And then, you know, it hasn't necessarily been exactly what everyone kind of assumed, you know, just a sack every game and a pass, you know, a pass batted at the line of scrimmage every game. And that's unfair to expect from Shelby Harris, but he does a good job. Uh, like you said, he, I'd say he's been solid thus Blocked far this field season. Goals. Yeah, block field. Yeah, he's done. He's done a really good job, and he's done his stuff. So, but like you said, I mean, Shamar Stephan, Deshaun Williams, even our preseason, our training camp, you know, breakout player potential candidate. Uh, McTelvin Nagim. I mean, where's where's he been? I mean, he's made a couple plays when he's been out there, but man, you would love to see a little bit more from this unit, I think, in terms of like the consistency that you mentioned, especially against the run. The Broncos have had a couple of real clunkers against the run, and you brought it up before, Cody. Mike Purcell has kind of been the unfortunate common denominator in those games, and specifically in recent games. We talked about this yesterday. The Broncos gave up over 180 rushing yards to the Cleveland Browns. They gave up over 200 rushing yards to the Philadelphia Eagles. Mike Purcell played in both those games. He was injured against Cleveland, missed two games. And when he was out, I mean, the the Cowboys and Washington football team did not have success running the ball against the Broncos. So I'm not saying that Mike Purcell is the reason why the Broncos run defense has been struggling of late. But in their most recent games, he's been the common denominator. So, And he signed a contract extension last year as well. So it's fair to have bigger expectations for Purcell. I expect him to be creating those run stuffs. I expect him to be getting tackles for loss. When you sign a new contract, when you come in and, and, and you get a, a deal like that, you know, I expect more out of you than just to be a, a gap clogger or a you know somebody who takes up blockers, things like that, and create for other players. I think that Purcell has to step up his game as well. Well, I think too, and I don't want to make any, any excuses for Purcell, I do think that playing nose tackle is probably one of the hardest positions in football because you are constantly, from the beat, from the onset, you are facing a double team from the snap. The center's going to block down on you and the guard's going to help out depending if you're on a one tech to this side or one tech to that side. You're going to fight through a double team there and it's really holding that anchor point. And I would say too for him, he had surgery on that thumb and just what I know from playing football and being involved as a receiver and blocking drills and as a corner having to get off of blocking drills from receivers – 
you have to really engage here, right? And your thumbs, they matter so much if you were engaging as a blocker. And I know that's for Purcell. This was his first game back from that thumb injury that he had. And I think that's going to impact him a little bit because you have to play with it heavily taped or, or clubbed up a little bit. So I wonder if that's playing a little bit of a role into that. I don't want to make any excuses for him, but like I said, you look at nose tackle, it, it's very tough to play. You're facing a lot of double teams. And that's really where, like, if you're doing your job and you're getting that double team, that's where linebackers have to come through. So I will say, going back to that Cleveland game, Mike Purcell actually held his ground as an anchor point really well. The issue behind him is you had the other guys, Barrington Wade, Curtis Robinson, even Justin Sternod. Those guys could not get off blocks, and they weren't even attacking or filling. So I think think also it's a bigger story there right and it's always one of the hardest positions Sarah in my opinion I think to judge but I do think that yes he can absolutely be better and rightfully so we should expect that of him and I think he expects that of himself as well so Broncos country let us know what your thoughts are what your grades are for the Broncos at cornerback safety inside linebacker edge and interior defensive line let us know in the comment section down below let us know on Twitter at Cody Work NFL at Lockdown Broncos at Sarah Bettinger we can't wait to interact with you on social media furthermore and thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode Lockdown Broncos making it your first listener today for your second let's go check out my guys Adam Adas and Matt Moore of the Lockdown Nuggets podcast so you can stay in the loop with all the pick and roll action as the Denver Nuggets t- prepare to take on the Philadelphia 76ers Jokic versus Embiid he's going to Finally put it to rest that he is the better player of the two, the MVP. That is Nikola Jokic. You get there, the Lockdown Nuggets podcast. Sarah Benjamin, myself, we're going to be back tomorrow with a brand new episode, Lockdown Broncos, about the players that have surprised us the most on offense, defense, and special teams through the first half of the season. You get that and much more in tomorrow's episode, Locked on Broncos.